Good morning. This is Mark and Kathy. Hello, everyone. And we'd like to welcome you to this service on Sunday, May 24th, 2020. As you know, this has been a couple of months now that we've been meeting virtually, which has been a real blessing that we have this opportunity technologically, but certainly not as good as being able to meet together. I'm not sure about you, but for me, I have found that these last couple of months have had some challenges with it. When I'm sitting in our living room on a Sunday morning and watching it, I find it a little bit more challenging to really stay focused um, and not be distracted by things maybe that are going around uh, me, going on around me, but even more so just not being in the presence of other people and having just that interaction that draws me into the experience of worship and ministry and fellowship and that kind of stuff. But this is our current reality, and I really do encourage you to just really stay focused today, to really just ask the Lord to keep your heart, to keep your mind focused on everything that's taking place during this video, um, just to enjoy Him as much as possible this morning. And I wanted to just really encourage you to think about the things that we've learned over these last number of weeks in Richie's ministry on Ephesians 1, that we have been given every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ that is in the heavenly places, that he chose us before time began, that God has lavished his grace that's resulted in our redemption in Jesus Christ, that we have been sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit for this life and for the future, and that we have been given the immeasurable greatness of the power of God towards us who believe, because we believe, and lastly, that he has given all of these things in Christ to you and I, to the church, for us to be his expression here on earth. So as we move forward today and moving into chapter two, really let's just build on the foundation of what we've learned in this amazing chapter one of Ephesians. So even though we're not together, let's use this time again, like Mark had said, to, to do what we do when we do together. So let's worship the Lord, lift him up uh, in adoration to him. Um, let it renew our minds, renew our hearts, um, so that we come before him um, just like we would when we are together. So thanks uh, for joining us today, and we really both hope that you have a great Sunday. Hi, it's Mark again. I can't believe we forgot some really important stuff. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Mark. You know what? I forgot something, too. I just want to let everybody know how much I miss them, looking forward to seeing them, and I think we'll be back together really soon. And I forgot just, you know, to tell you some important stuff. And it's amazing how, as I get older, I just forget so many things. In fact, if I just got real personal, I, I'm feeling more and more like Ernie all the time. Like, oh, I digress. So what I wanted to just tell you is what's coming up for the rest of the service. Uh, next is going to be Maya Norris, who's going to read scripture to us. And also after that will be uh, Tyler, who's going to be doing meet and greet and announcements. So enjoy the rest of our Sunday together and take it away, Maya. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Maya, and I'm going to be doing the scripture reading for today. We're going to be reading Psalm 33, verses 20 through 22. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. And I hope and pray that this will be an encouragement to all of you, to trust in the Lord and cling to his promises in this time.
Good morning, church family. I just want to let you know that I love and miss all of you very much, and happy Memorial Day. I hope everyone's doing well out there. It's time for meet and greet. If you remember last um, week's meet and greet, Cindy Swallows called her family out to do meet and greet. So we're going to hear from Cindy Swallows' family, and we're going to hear from the Young Adults Zoom Bible Study. So let's meet and greet. Hello, church family. We're the Tradders in Redondo Beach, and we're the family of Cindy Swallows. We've really enjoyed tuning in each week to the online church services. We can't wait to see you all again in person and visit for church. Have a blessed week. Good morning, church family. Hope you guys are doing well. I uh, just want to say hello from our Friday night young adults group. Everyone say hi. Hi. And um, we'll see you around, Shiloh. Good morning, church family. I'm honored again this week to lead the giving portion of our service. I ask you to pray with me as we pray over the offering. Father in heaven, thank you so much that your promises are unquestionable that you're faithful and that we know that we can depend on you. Help us to give freely and sacrificially and cheerfully towards the work of your kingdom. Lord, bless us and keep us. Make your face shine on us. Turn your face towards us and give us your peace. Father, again, we praise you and thank you for the many blessings that you're providing us, providing the church, providing your followers, Lord. And we just ask that uh, that you would continue in these blessings and lift up those that are struggling. Give them your peace. And we just pray that they would seek you through the Ojai Valley Christian Fellowship, that we may help them come to know you and give them your peace that the rest of us enjoy. And all God's people said, amen. The sacrifice of Jesus and his shed blood fulfilled the law. Those of us that believe in him, repent of our sins, and make him Lord of our lives are under a new covenant of grace. You won't find a single scripture in the New Testament commanding or even hinting that Christians should submit to a legalistic tithe 10% minimum obligation. Nowhere does the New Testament designate a percentage of income that a believer must set aside. The New Testament scriptures do talk about the importance and benefits of giving. We're to give as we're able. That may mean giving more than 10%. It may also mean giving less. It all depends on the heart of the Christian. All believers should pray and seek God's wisdom in giving and or how much to give. Most of all, giving should be with a pure motive and an attitude of worship to God and provision to the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7 that each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Thank you all for being so faithful in your giving. The Lord is still on the throne and his work continues every day here in the valley and around the world. You can still bring, uh, still mail your gifts to the Lord at 1290 Grand Avenue in Ojai. You can physically come to the church and drop your gift through the mail slot in the office door. 
you can gift his church through online giving links found on both our website and church app. If any would require assistance at all in setting that up, I'm happy to help. And as you know, I can be reached by email at randy at ovcfchurch.org. And one more very important thing. We know that God loves a cheerful giver and he knows our heart and he sees all. But for all of you using the mail slot and the office door at the church, remember that Pastor Tyler also sees all. So put a smile on your face and pose for that ring doorbell. We love and miss every one of you and know that in God's timing, we will return to the well and worship together again. As Pastor Richie continues in Ephesians, let's ask ourselves, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? Blessings to everyone and have a great week. Hello again, it's time for announcements. Um, the first announcement um, I like to talk about is the letter from the elders. If you haven't received it yet, you can also go to our webpage and it's on there. And it's just an update on the reopening of the well. And to let you know, we as elders here at the well um, meet weekly um, over Zoom. We prayerfully consider everything we do here and we seek the Lord first and foremost in everything. So as a result of that, we came up with a letter from all the elders and we have emailed it to the church body. But if you have not received it, please go to our website and it's also posted there. Also, I'd like to talk um, about the bulletin. We have a bulletin and it you just click on the Sunday service and then under Sunday service, it says um, Sunday service resources. And then under there, it has the church bulletin, Kingdom Kids Plan, Preparing for Home, or church at home, excuse me, online giving and right now media. So just a great resource to have um, to look at and also goes over the order of service. So please check out our website, it has all our emails and contact information. It, it's just a great resource. And if you have any questions or anything, you can email us directly. Um, and also now it is time for Kingdom Kids. So get ready, get your wetsuits on, and here's Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Kids. Hey, so glad you're back again this week. Hey, I am down at the bottom of the ocean, way down low. At the bottom. I'm talking the bottom. It's a long way down here. But since I've been down here, I met a new friend, Stanley the Starfish. He had so much stuff to tell me about starfish. It was so interesting. He's been talking nonstop. Hey, Stanley, Tell my friends what you told me about starfish. Stanley? Aw, Stanley's being starstruck. Well, I'll tell you then. He told me if you look up in the sky, you're going to see something you could never count. You're going to see the stars in the heaven. Stars so bright, coming to us light years away in the galaxy. There are hundreds of stars we can see with the naked eye. Thousands we can see with the telescope, and billions we can see with a really good telescope. Try as you might, but you can never count all the stars in the sky. Look under the sea. Down at the bottom of the ocean, we see starfish, just like my friend Stanley here. Sometimes we see these things on the beach. Many times we see them under the sea. And try as we might, we can't call it, call, blah, blah, blah. We can't count all these starfish either. I'm so excited! They aren't as numerous as the stars in the sky. 
but they are numerous enough to keep us getting a full count. The stars in the sky and the stars in the sea remind us of something about the God who made them. God has blessed us richly. If we were to number all of those blessings, we could never possibly count them. Counting stars and counting blessing go all the way back to the book of Genesis. God called a man named Abraham to follow him. Abraham was a faithful believer who trusted God. And God blessed all that he did. And Abraham had great wealth. God made a promise to Abraham that would change life and human history forever. This is our lesson for this week. Read Genesis 15, 1 through 7. God is always blessing us. The life we enjoy, the air we breathe, the good things that we have is a blessing from God. We could run out of stars to count before we run out of blessings. Wow! And remember, there are billions of stars in the night sky. And when doubt creeps into your mind, look at the stars. Because we need to count our blessings and praise God for all the good things that he has given us. Check out Kingdom Kids on our website and our lesson plan and activities on God's blessings. And we're so excited you're here this week and we look forward to seeing you next week. Stanley and I have some talking to do. I hope he doesn't stay starstruck. See you next week. Hi, church family. I'm Russell, this is Jacob, that, that's Stevie, and this is Oscar. Guys, what blessings has God given you? He has given us this nice cat that's still a baby. My sister, my brother, my mom, and my parents, and you guys. How many blessings has God given you? A million. A million infinity. And how big is your love for God, guys? A million and infinity. Uh, like a hundred, a thousand people. Well, good morning, and thanks for joining us uh, on this Sunday as we uh, prepare to open God's Word. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you for what you have been teaching us uh, through the book of Ephesians. Thank you for the lives that have been transformed through the application of your Word. And now, Father, as we uh, look at Ephesians chapter 2 this morning, continue to help us to understand your Word and to bring the application so that we can be transformed more and more into the image of Jesus and in so doing bring you glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, this morning we are going to continue uh, our study through the book of Ephesians. Um, but before we get there, um, I want to kind of set the stage because uh, the recent comments by the president regarding the opening of churches in our country uh, has created quite a stir, even in uh, Ojai, even amongst the pastors here in Ojai who are involved with the Ojai Valley Ministerial Association. Uh, you know, there's some excitement, there's uh, some anticipation, 
And yet in the midst of it, uh, this morning, uh, my prayer is that through God's word, uh, in the anticipation, in the enthusiasm, that through God's word, he would remind us uh, of what really unites us in Christ, which is our salvation, which is being saved by grace through faith. That's truly the foundation of our unity. And that we would, in, in hearing God's word and in really taking the time to let it resonate, to go from our head to our heart, that we would be prepared to move forward into the next uh, few weeks and months in the process of potentially re-engaging in in-person gatherings, uh, that we would do so with the right heart and the right focus, and that there would be no place for the enemy to come in and bring division, bring discord, bring disunity, because uh, we lose focus, because uh, for whatever reason, we take our eyes off of following Jesus. So this morning's uh, passage, uh, very foundational, I believe, to navigating the next few weeks and months uh, as a church family, even as the church in Ojai, in such a way that it continues to bring glory to God. Last week, we looked at Ephesians 1, uh, the last portion of chapter 1, and we saw that the Apostle Paul really celebrated uh, two things that he had heard about the saints in Ephesus, right? Ephesians 1, verses 15 and 16 says this, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And last week we saw that the Apostle Paul was really celebrating uh, that he had heard about the Ephesian saints, and specifically he had heard about their faith, their vertical relationship with the Lord, and their love for all the saints. And we looked at the, the connection between faith vertically being played out into love horizontally, and that that relationship is absolutely essential in our walk with Jesus. Colossians 1, uh, 3 through 5 says this, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. And we looked at those verses and it helped us to understand that our faith and our love are really rooted, grounded, come from our salvation, the hope we have through our faith in Jesus. And, and I want to use those verses to springboard us into today's passage, which is Ephesians 2, uh, verses 1 through 10. And again, uh, we're reminded in, in 1 through 9, the Apostle Paul is going to lay some great foundational doctrine about the gospel. And then in verse 10, he says, well, because of this incredible doctrine and because of where you come from and now who you are in Christ through the gospel, now your life should bear good fruit. Now there should be good works evident as a result of your salvation. So let's read Ephesians 2. 1 through 10. It says this, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, 
following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And, and reminder that this is a letter written to the saints in Ephesus and the surrounding region. So when Paul says you, he really kind of means y'all, right? You all, y'all. He's talking to the church, the saints in that region collectively. And in verse 1, uh, 2, and 3, he reminds us of where we all once were, right? We all were once lost. We all were once spiritually dead in a hopeless situation. And then verses 4 through 9 uh, begin with just an incredible two words. And if you're comfortable writing in your Bibles or underlining or highlighting, you may want to uh, emphasize the words, but God. Right? So 1, 2, and 3, we're spiritually dead. We're in a lost and hopeless situation. And then, but God. Right? Two powerful, extraordinary words reminds us of God's incredible love, his incredible plan of salvation, his grace, all through Jesus. Really, really so much that, that if, you, if you tried to even kind of understand it, it really kind of blows your mind in the, in the human love. Like, really? Really? Yeah, and, and, and never lose that sense of awe and wonder. You know, but God. Think about where you were, but God and the plan of salvation and your eyes were opened and you responded to the gospel and put your faith in Jesus. And then in verse 10, it says we are his workmanship. And that word workmanship really means that we are a work of art. We are God's masterpiece to bring him glory. And as God's workmanship, he says we are created or we are saved for good works. We're not saved by, very, very important. We're saved for good works, which means after salvation, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, regeneration, given a new heart, a new nature, now our life should manifest good works, good fruit, all for the glory of God. And, and really the, the good works and the, and the good fruit really are summed up in love, in loving one another. John 13 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. 
1 John 4, 10 and 11. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. And these foundational truths about the gospel and about loving one another are, are extremely, extremely important as we move forward into the next few weeks and months and however long it takes in this process of uh, potentially, again, being able to gather in person. And, and I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, if you've been with us at the well, you know, in the past few years, you know that uh, every once in a while uh, we approach our Sunday services more with a family meeting uh, type of vibe, uh, family meeting type of style where we just kind of want to do a little more sharing and kind of let you know what's going on so that there's a greater understanding of, uh, of the perspective and the big picture. It helps facilitate communication. It helps all of us stay on the same page in seeking God's will. And this morning, I want to uh, sort of share with you uh, where we are as a leadership team. Uh, you know, this past week on the website and the app and uh, through email, we sent out, uh, you know, a document that shared our heart regarding uh, the process of seeking God's will and timing for the reopening of the well. And, and I really thought that in light of the president's uh, comments and the potential updates that we're going to be receiving from the state, uh, potentially the county and city in the next week or so, I thought it was absolutely essential for us as a church uh, to have clear communication, for you to understand our heart, and maybe to even be a little more uh, aware and educated about all the things that we are considering as we move forward uh, with this issue. Uh, this past Wednesday, uh, we had a, a meeting with the Ojai Valley Ministerial Association uh, via Zoom. Uh, there were uh, senior pastors from six churches uh, participating, and, and it was a wonderful uh, time of sharing of discussion uh, really centered around uh, where each pastor and each congregation uh, was presently, and this was on Wednesday, um, regarding the potential uh, for reopening the doors and what that might look like and all the various considerations. And I left that meeting very encouraged because I sensed that there was a great unity among the senior pastors, a unity to shepherd uh, our individual congregations faithfully, uh, a unity uh, to have unity within the body of Christ as a whole, even within the diversity of the various congregations, uh, to have unity as the body of Christ. You know, and, and we all were united in our desire to, uh, you know, according to God's timing and God's will, uh, be able to gather uh, in our local congregations on Sunday morning. So there was a great sense of unity. But in that meeting, I also shared a concern I had. And uh, one of the guys asked me to elaborate, and I said, well, well, here's a concern I have. As we move forward, 
I think that we just really need to be careful and guarded uh, within each church and even as the church as a whole about the potential for disunity, for discord and division. And they're like, well, what, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, uh, as we move forward, um, you know, each church is going to be on their own sort of timeline. And I think there's a potential for, uh, you know, hey, uh, I heard that redemption is doing this. And, you know, First Baptist is on, has a date set for this. And what about us? And, you know, suddenly, even amongst the church community, uh, there's rumor, there's misinformation, there's comparing, there's, there's all kinds of uh, things that happen at the human level that rather than celebrating each church reopening according to God's plan and timing. Now, now we're just pointing fingers and now we're questioning and, and accusing and, and all kinds of, of things that, that really, I believe, are unnecessary if we keep focused on God, on the unity of the body of Christ and what really unites us. And, and you know, I, I was thinking about how to express this and, and it reminded me as a youth pastor, uh, you know, we'd take kids up to Hume Lake or to camp. And very often what I would do uh, as we were about to come home is I would gather the students and I would say, okay, we had a great week at camp. God touched many lives. Some of you got saved. Some of you recommitted your life to Jesus. Okay. Now we're heading home and I encourage you students, I'm warning you, don't lose your focus. Because as soon as you lose your focus on the bus ride home because you're tired, because, uh, you know, you can't wait to get home, uh, whatever it is, as soon as you lose your focus, things can get bad really quick and there'll be uh, issues, there'll be drama. And you know what? Sure enough, I would say that speech year in and year out. And it wasn't uncommon that even before we got to our lunch stop, there was drama on the bus. Someone was irritating someone else. Someone didn't suddenly like someone else. And it was simply because they lost focus, also because they were tired, mentally tired, physically tired, looking forward to getting home. And now suddenly they just became a little bit more inward focused, more flesh centered. And, and then I was thinking about other examples. You ever, you ever been on an airplane uh, that arrives and taxis to the gate, and as soon as the plane stops, what happens? Everyone unbuckles, a large percentage of the, the people around you unbuckle, and they stand up. The door is not even open yet. They're not going anywhere, and yet they have such a desire to get off this plane that they will stand up, and then they'll, you know, it's funny, if they're underneath the baggage compartment, they'll stand like this for like 10 minutes. Right? Kind of funny. Why? Because they have this sense like, let's go. I want to get out of here. Right? But the truth is they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. It's like school. Remember school? Uh, you had that big clock. If you had a big clock in your room. And, and what it felt like in the last five minutes before recess or before it's time to go home. How many of you would just stare at the clock? And you would just feel like suddenly it just was moving slower or like I think it went backwards. And, and suddenly you're just in this different frame of mind because you're just agonizing for it to get there. 
right? Or if you've worked uh, retail or fast food, and, you know, it's almost closing time, and those last customers run in the door, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, because you were so looking forward. You had cleaned up. You were ready to lock the door and get home as soon as your shift was over, as soon as closing hours, and, you know, flip the sign, lock the door, and they come running in, and you're like, oh, a lot of those same emotions, a lot of those same expectations, uh, if we're not careful in this same issue, we can carry. And we can then allow potentially circumstances and people and even the enemy to come in and create division and discord because we've lost our focus. Because, you know, emotionally, mentally, Physically, spiritually, maybe we're just tired, we're fatigued, and we just want this to be over. I understand that. I get that. But you've got to stay focused. Okay? And, and I just want to share with you, uh, as we have been uh, considering, uh, you know, what it looks like to move in, I just want to share with you some of the things that, that we need to consider as a leadership team. And, and every pastoral team uh, in every church of the valley needs to consider a lot of things before the doors open again. Uh, the size of the and the layout of the facility, right? The size and the demographics of each congregation from newborn to seniors, right? Uh, the resources available, uh, people-wise, financial, material, to prepare adequately for gathering once again, right? The resources vary from congregation to congregation. Uh, even within the congregations, there's a sensitivity to those who uh, may be in high-risk groups or still uh, will take some time because they're uncomfortable uh, gathering just yet. We want to be sensitive to everybody in the church family. Right. Well, what about kids ministry? What about the nursery? What about the ability? Are we going to even be able to have donuts and cheese initially? I share these with you so that you understand that um, oftentimes uh, things aren't as simple as maybe we would like them to be or we assume them to be. And until we get more clarity, we really can only go so far. Right. We don't know what the social distancing guidelines are going to be, even for meeting here in the worship center. We don't know if we're going to have to wear masks. Uh, we don't know a lot of things about um, the guidelines that are going to be uh, required for any type of gathering. So so we we ask you to to really take the time to stay focused on the Lord. Stay focused and sensitive uh, to what the Holy Spirit is saying through this process. There's a wonderful passage in John 21, and Peter and Jesus have this conversation. And the context is that Jesus has just told Peter, hey, Peter, you know, you're going to be in the future, you're going to die as a martyr for your faith. Right. Pretty heavy. And so Peter learns from Jesus that, you know, he, he will be dying as a martyr. And then Peter, in the next instance, uh, sees John. And in John 21, 20, uh, verses 20 to 22, it says this. 
Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, following them, the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. What's the principle here? Is that Jesus was saying, hey, Peter, don't worry about John. Don't compare yourself to John. Peter, you follow me. You do what I have called you to do. You, you walk in faith and obedience to me, Peter. Don't worry about John or other people, right? They're accountable to me individually. And I encourage us as a church family uh, with this passage not to compare ourselves to other churches because each pastor, each leadership team is accountable to Jesus, first and foremost. They all have their unique circumstances that they have to consider and prayerfully uh, discuss, okay? So this isn't a time to be comparing uh, timelines. This isn't even a time to be, you know, because if you go there, this isn't a time to, you know, potentially even compare spiritual maturity. And wow, you know, they've opened up early. Maybe they have more faith than you. It has nothing at all to do with that. What it really has to do with is each person, each pastor, each leadership team, each church, seeking God's will for them specifically in timing and in planning and then to walk in faith and obedience as unto Jesus, as unto Jesus. So we need to really stay focused during this time and not allow these things to come in and distract us, to create uh, division, discord, okay? And so, so what are three things that, that I would encourage us to do? Encourage you to do, encourage us to do as a church family. Number one, pray. Pray for not just the pastors and elders here at the well, but pray for all the pastors and elders in the valley as they navigate these next few weeks together. Number two, patience. Remember, patience is a fruit of the Spirit. So if you're feeling a little bit impatient, seek the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Surrender it to the Lord. And then the third P is participation. Participation. Seek the Lord for how he would have you to actively participate in the next few weeks. Maybe even now there's things you can be doing to bless others, to still encourage others, to, to still love others, even now. But seek the Lord for your participation. Don't compare yourself to others. Ask Jesus how you are to actively participate in your local church in the next few weeks and months to really help the entire body of Christ uh, grow and navigate this time together. Okay? So I share that with you uh, more is a time of family, and, and I believe it would also help you if you don't attend the well as you uh, work through it in your own congregations. Now maybe you can come with, with a, a, a right heart and a right perspective and some things you can do to even help those in your congregation who are uh, working through these same issues. Okay? And so before we take communion, this is what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to kind of take a deep breath, 
And I'd like us to just come back to the cross, come back to our unity in the gospel, our unity in where we once were, but God, by his grace, now we're saved through faith. Let's come back and celebrate that. Let's come back and be unified as the body of Christ in salvation by grace through faith in Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 in the New Living Translation. And then Vincent and Shiloh and Pat are going to come and lead us through uh, an incredible song about God's amazing grace. And during this song, I invite you to take communion. If you've been taking communion uh, regularly uh, with us, take communion during this song. But let's read scripture together and let's be unified as the body of Christ under the, the incredible, incredible, amazing grace that God has given to us. So Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So let's sing this wonderful song. And after the song, I have a, just a, a very special event that I'm going to uh, invite you to participate in. Uh, next Sunday, the churches of the Ojai Valley are gathering for a special event next Sunday morning at 10. And we're going to talk about that after we sing. Yeah. 
As we continue to seek God's will and timing uh, for the process of uh, potentially reopening uh, the well for us to gather once again on Sundays or midweek or however that might look uh, in the near future, hopefully, uh, we're mindful uh, that this is still a very serious uh, health issue and we are concerned about the health and well-being of everybody. I had a wonderful discussion with someone uh, who works at uh, the Continuing Care Center and was reminded that this is still a very serious health issue. And, and just a quick shout out to uh, everyone at the Continuing Care Center and the staff. You guys are doing a great a job, a wonderful job. And just want to give you guys a shout out at Continuing Care Center uh, this morning. And, and we're also mindful of our testimony to the community as an individual church and uh, at the Ojai Valley Ministerial Association meeting, the pastors collectively uh, were very mindful that we want to, as the church, uh, be a, a blessing, be a, a good testimony uh, to the community uh, in which we live. And uh, in the course of that meeting this past Wednesday, uh, we, we kind of together came up came up with a wonderful event that we're all excited about. And it was really birthed out of something that Redemption Church was already planning to do next Sunday as part of uh, their celebration of Pentecost Sunday. And, and all the other pastors kind of uh, jumped on board. And, and now it's a collective uh, event. And it's called the Caravan Food Drive. The Caravan Food Drive. It's next Sunday, May 31st at 10 a.m. And it's the church, there's several churches participating, and we're gonna bring uh, non-perishable foods, it's sort of a food drive to bless uh, the various organizations and food pantries uh, in our community. But it's also a time for the church to do something active, to, to maybe get out there and, and bless the community in a very tangible way. So if you'd like to participate uh, on our uh, website there uh, in the bulletin uh, somewhere either on the front page or on the bulletin section there'll be a couple links uh, that say the caravan food drive guidelines okay so there's going to be a link there for some guidelines for the caravan food drive next Sunday and I'm going to ask you please 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 read the guidelines and please 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 adhere to them uh, this is not just the well event. There are a number of churches uh, that are excited about this. Uh, we're all meeting in our cars at 10 a.m. next Sunday in the Nordoff parking lot, and we're going to line up, and there's going to be maps provided, and we're going to uh, parade uh, through various neighborhoods in our valley 
just blessing them, just celebrating uh, that Jesus loves them. Uh, we want this to be a very uplifting, celebratory uh, parade, if you will. And it's just a very tangible way for the church to bless the Ojai Valley. It's also a way for us to see each other for a little bit, to wave um, from car to car, and just to do something as the church of the Ojai Valley. So I'm going to ask you, please, please, if you want to participate out of respect to uh, redemption, out of respect to all the churches uh, that are participating, please read the guidelines. Please honor them. Uh, specifically, you know, there's guidelines in there regarding signs on your cars. And, and we really, if you want to decorate your cars and have very positive celebratory signs, by all means do that. There's also guidelines about signs that we, you know, consider inappropriate. This isn't a time to make political statements or to have a sign about, you know, turn or burn or anything like that. Please understand the heart behind this event is that the Church of the Ojai Valley wants to gather in love and wants to love our community by bringing uh, food and then by going through the neighborhoods in a, in a caravan, in a parade, and just letting them know that Jesus loves them. And, and so uh, it, the links will be on our webpage, uh, on our app. Uh, take the time, please, to uh, read them. Again, please adhere to them. Uh, that would be honoring to, to the Lord and really to all the churches who are participating. And then next Sunday, uh, we're just going to celebrate together. It's been a while since we've uh, seen each other. Some of us haven't seen each other uh, since this, this has begun. So maybe next Sunday morning we'll see each other and, and wave at each other in the parking lot uh, for a few moments before we go and parade through town. So uh, that's there. It's an opportunity uh, for the Church of the Ojai Valley to be salt and light and to love on our community. Okay, so read the guidelines, and if uh, you can make it, we look forward to seeing you out there. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for you. Thank you for our time together this morning. Father, we do seek you. We do surrender to you. We do want your will above all specifically even in these next few weeks and months as we uh, navigate uh, reopening here at the well and as each church leadership team navigates uh, the same issues for their own congregations. Father, uh, this is your church. This is your church, and we just want to be obedient to what you want, not us, what you want in your timing for each part of your body. And then, Father, for next Sunday, and the caravan food drive. We pray that it would be a blessing to this community, that lives would be touched and, and even physically helped through the food that will be provided. We ask that it would be a blessing as the church really has a chance to gather uh, collectively and celebrate our unity in Christ. So, Father, we love you. We commit our lives to you. Lord, lead us and guide us uh, throughout the rest of this day and into the week, all for your glory. And all God's people said... Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us again this morning. Have a blessed week. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday uh, via video, but also uh, if you're able to make it, we look forward to seeing you next Sunday out at the Nordoff parking lot as the Church of the Ojai Valley gathers and blesses our community. Have a great week. <laughs>